0: Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the first podcast of 2022 for the Audacious Faith Podcast. And I'm fired up because it's gonna be another fantastic year. If you thought last year was good, I have a feeling that God's gonna do some even bigger things here in the year of 2022. And I wanted to start it off with you to be able to share something that's very near and dear to my heart, and I think you're gonna be blessed by it. And so I'm hoping that you're ready Don't tune out because you're going to want to hear every single moment of episode 29 of the Audacious Faith Podcast. I hope you're all ready to dive right into it. I'm excited about what we're going to share today. 2022 is now upon us. And I don't know about you, but you know what happens with many people is that that ball is lowered at midnight and somehow they think that there's this magical moment when everything transforms. And New Year's, I have nothing against New Year's. There's resolutions. There's everything that goes with it. And it's a time of hope. It's a time of anticipation. It's a time of renewed commitment and enthusiasm. But let me ask you a question before we go forward here. If something doesn't change based on what you did last year or the year before, how are the results going to change? You see, it is a new year of opportunity, but it's only new opportunities if it becomes a new you, and that means a whole new attitude, right? So today we're going to talk about going all in, not holding back, not being tentative, because many people in life, they never reach the full potential. You know, we talk in this podcast about having the audacity to believe that God has called you to be more than just average, to do more than just ordinary things, to do some things that will actually make a tremendous difference on this earth and on the world because of the fact that you have existed. And those who have the audacity to believe that will step into that, and God who says, I can do all things Through Christ, the word tells us that strengthens me will help you to do exceedingly abundantly above that which you could ask or think. So how does that happen and why does it not happen for probably at least 70 to 80% of people? And I'll tell you why. That's because they're tentative and they try to hold on to what they have instead of taking the big chances and taking the big steps of faith and trusting God Instead, they play it safe. You know, Jesus said himself, and this is the key passage I want to look at today. Jesus said himself that if any man will come after me, let them deny self and take up their cross and follow me. And let me explain very briefly what that means. That means that not to be taking concern about maintaining your life the way it is, maintaining the status quo, not losing being afraid to take chances, being afraid to go all in because you want to hold on to what you have. Jesus said, look, your self, your self-interest needs to be put aside. And in faith, you need to put yourself aside and just take up the cross, follow him in faith, going wherever he tells you to go. And when you do that, he's going to change some things because he says, whoever desires to save their life, hold on to it, they're the ones that actually lose out. They're the ones that actually lose the life that God had actually called them to. And the person that is willing to give up their life, that's the person that will actually find the life that God had called them to. So let me ask you, are you ready to quit playing it safe? Are you ready ready to take the steps of faith and to go all in? To illustrate this story and this concept, I want to tell you a little story about something that happened to me probably about 15 years ago. Uh, at least. I was at the Staples Center to watch a Clippers game. And uh, the reason I was there was because I had bought season tickets to the Clippers. I'm actually more of a Laker fan, but those things were way too expensive. So there I was, and I had two tickets for the multiple games all the way through. And I had taken my son, Jonathan, with me uh, to this particular game. Can't remember who we were playing, but there we were. And Before the game, we got there early and I was approached as we were sitting in our seats by two employees that work for the Staples Center. And they came up to me and they said, excuse me, sir, we're wondering if we could ask a favor of you. And I said, oh, sure. What is it? And they said, well, between the first and second quarter, uh, we're going to be playing a game today. It's musical chairs. Have you ever played musical chairs? And I said, oh, yeah, i played musical chairs. And they said, well, the way we're going to do it is you're going to have a basketball, and then you kind of go and you make a layup, and then you come back down and sit in the chair, and we'll have a few contestants and all that kind of stuff. Are you willing to do it? And my first thought was, oh, my goodness, there's going to be thirteen to 15,000 people in this arena. This is crazy. it would be so nerve-wracking. So my first thought, my first impulse was what many of you do in life and what I've done so many times in life. Something's a little scary. Something seems a little bit crazy. And so my first impulse was to say no. But because of the fact that my son John was sitting there and I didn't want to look tentative in front of him, there was something that just told me to say yes. So I said, sure. And they said, great. We'll come back mid-first quarter and we'll get you. And then we'll take you down there and we'll get you ready for the competition. So... They came and got me as promised. I went down there. I was a little nervous. I got to tell you, I, I, I mean, a lot of people. And so we get down and it comes time in between the first quarter when it ends and the second quarter. And they have like the clipper dancer girls there. And each one of them, you know, I had one that escorted me out. And then there were two other contestants. And, and it was kind of crazy. So you walk out onto the Staples Center floor. And the first thing you're thinking to yourself is, man, there's a lot of people in here. And they're all going to be looking at you. And I'm thinking, oh my, well, here's the first thing I'm going to stop doing. And that's looking up at the stands because there's just all kinds of people, right? And if you start focusing on everything else rather than the task at hand, you're always going to be distracted and you're always going to be afraid. That's what people do in life. They sit there and God shows them a task at hand. And instead, they look at all the factors and the reasons why uh, things are scary. I think of Peter when he's walking on the water and he was fine when he looked at Jesus When he started to sink was when he started to look at the waves and the wind and the storms and everything around him, right? So I'm thinking to myself going into this, I'm just going to stay completely focused. I'm not going to look at the stands. I'm just going to get the task at hand. So they hand me a basketball, one of the pro basketballs that, you know, the Clippers use in the game. I mean, they've got them all there. And all three of us are at center court. I'm a left-hander, so I'm lining myself up so I can go. They said, you can go to either basket you want. We're at center court when they say go. So I'm going to line myself up, go down the left side of the court, and make a left-handed layup. Well, the other two guys were right-handed. So when they said go, they took off one way, and I took off the other way. And I couldn't see what they were doing. It was probably better that way. So I just dribbled down. I was a basketball coach at the time as well as I am right now. So I've been you know, shooting around every day and all that kind of stuff. So I dribble down the court and sure enough, just the way that I should, I focus on whatever and I make the layup and I turn around and I see one guy coming back, but to my excitement, one of the other guys missed his layup. So no problem. So it just kind of cruised back to half court and there we are. We both sat down. Well, so the one guy was out, right? And so then What ends up happening is they take out one chair. And so there's going to be one chair in the center now. And there's two of us left. And so we stand up there. And before you even have a chance to think about it, they're like, go. So I take off again down the left side. The other guy takes off down the right side. And sure enough, I have no idea what he's doing, but I make my layup once again. I turn around, but he also made his layup. So it's amazing what the human brain can think about. You know, so many of the things that God calls you to do in life, you have all these thoughts that come through your head about, but what if this, and what if this, and what if this? And it's amazing how that can play havoc with us, right? So as I turn around, I can't decide, as I'm coming back to the center, and he's coming back to the center, I can't decide what I want to do. Do I want to go all out? Do I want to go all in? Or do I want to do what I had done so many times in life and what many of you have done as well? And that's hold back when something gets a little bit scary and when something is is giving us an opportunity to get to a higher level. So part of me is I'm having these scenarios, the what-if scenarios, like we do in so many parts of life, right? And I'm having this visualization of us both going full speed and meeting at the center court, hitting the chair at the same time. Well, it's amazing how things that you think about become reality, so so there I am and I'm going, and part of me wants to slow down and part of me wants to speed up. I'm not quite sure what to do, but I just keep going. I've got a little bit of an edge on this particular thing, and there's the chair, and I kid you not, so I, I'm going towards the chair and I'm getting there and I'm realizing as I'm getting there, I'm thinking to myself, I'm gonna actually accomplish this. I'm gonna actually win this thing. But instead of going all the way, I got tentative. I got tentative. I actually got to the chair about a half a second before my competitor. And let me tell you what's happening. You're you're hearing this. I can't see the crowd because I'm not looking at the crowd. I didn't want to be distracted. I'm just focusing on the goal. I'm just looking at the chair. But the crowd is getting louder and louder because they got nothing else to do. This is between quarters. So they're watching this thing, right? And at first, they're not really paying attention. But this is really close. So you can just imagine it. The crowd's like, ah. And then all of a sudden, at center court, you hear, oh. And let me tell you why that happened. Because as I got the center court, I got tentative. And I just tried to just very gracefully scoot my butt onto the chair. Well, my competitor, like so many things that happen in life, he had other ideas. And he wasn't being tentative like me. He wasn't being half-hearted about it like me. He wasn't going just half in like I was. He was going full bore. And so as I ease myself into the chair, he comes in full speed with the shoulder lowered right into my shoulder, knocks me off the chair, and there I am, one of the most embarrassing moments in my life. There I am flat on my back at center court of the Staples Center in front of 15,000 people. Looking up, and like, what just happened? Totally humiliating, right? And, and so, and even the girl that took me out there, the, the, the dancer that took me out there, she's like, oh, that's not fair. You were there first. Are, are you okay? You know, and all this stuff. Totally I I had flashbacks to my mom when I got hurt in my soccer game when I was like eight years old. Are you okay? Is he all right? You know, and all this was going on. And so all I wanted to do was dig a hole at center court. You know, And instead of winning the brand new cell phone, which was the prize, I end up with this AT&T T-shirt that was one size too small. And honestly, I couldn't even really get into it. So I go back up to the stands. Our tickets, I mean, I didn't have great season tickets. We were in nosebleed level, third level, and we're up there. But we're towards the middle, right? And my son, John, is sitting up there. And I get up there, and I kind of sit down. And I look at him, and I say, so how bad was it? And he just kind of looked at me and just shook his head like that. And it's like, okay, that said all. Now, the worst thing that happened, by the way, as I'll continue the story, I got to tell you the rest of the story. I get a phone call. I get a phone call right after that, and it's my wife on the phone. And I, I'm thinking, why is she calling me? So I I answered the phone and she goes, so you fell off the chair, huh? And at that moment, I'm completely mortified because I'm thinking to myself, was this on TV? How many people saw this thing, right? How many people saw me absolutely get flattened at center court and, and be in the chair? This is a, By the way, I'm not exaggerating this story the slightest bit. You can ask my son, John. I'm sure he remembers it well. Um, Not exaggerating at all. And it turns out, thankfully, it wasn't on TV. But a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, that had gone to the same church with me, his brother was in a luxury box at the Staples Center and happened to look down and, of course, saw me on the court. There was a ladies' party from the church taking place at my house. And he had called her up and said, hey, you never guess who I see on the court right now. And he gave them the total play-by-play of this whole thing. And of course, everyone thought this was hysterical. Okay? Now, why do I share this with you? I share this with you because I had trust issues. I had hesitation issues. And because of that, something that I should have won and something that I should have accomplished I wasn't. I didn't. I ended up losing. I ended up it being a memory, which is a good memory in a sense that is a great story to tell, but it's not the way that I wanted it to end. And there's too many people, including some of you listening right now, that if you don't change your mindset, if you don't change your trust, and if you don't go all in and, and just step up in the area of faith, you're going to be like me, flat on your back, looking up, wondering what happened, thinking about the opportunities that were missed and I and I got to tell you that if I could do that again and if I was in that situation again I am totally mentally prepared that even if we knocked ourselves out cold I was going in full shoulder nailing it no way I was going to hesitate but those opportunities probably never come again and there's certain opportunities in life that are missed because We're so busy trying to play it safe. You know, God never tells us to do that. He tells us to trust him. He tells us to take those big steps. You look through the Bible and you look at that people that did just amazing things. It wasn't because they had the human ability to do it. You look at Moses who parted the Red Sea. That was God. You look at Abraham who went and then was going to sacrifice Isaac, but then the angel comes and stops. That was God. I mean, you look at, at Joseph and, and all the things he went through, but then he was the, the, the leader of all of Egypt. He was the command. That was God. Over and over and over again, it's God. Peter walking on the water, that was God. You name it, just over and over. Here's my, my question to you. When God puts those times in front of you, where you have to not be worried about your own life, but lose it and just follow him, Are you ready and are you willing to do it, or do you constantly pull back? Do you constantly come up short? My challenge to you in 2022, no matter what's happened up to this point, is to get mentally ready, spiritually ready, prayerfully ready, to take those steps without hesitation, trusting in faith in God when he puts those opportunities in front of you. Quit worrying about failure. You know, the greatest people that accomplish the greatest things have failed many, many times. It's through failure that God's strength through our weakness is made perfect, okay? It's not about us. It's about following the call. It's about doing the things that he's calling you to do. Right now, 2022, he may be giving you opportunities even already here in the beginning of January, that are scary and you're wondering whether you should do it. But let me tell you, if it lines up, if it's consistent with Scripture and it's obvious that God has put it in front of you, you need to take those steps of faith because if not, you're going to come up short and you're going to regret it. Okay, those opportunities often do not come again. So that's what I wanted to share with you to start off. It's the best advice that I could give you based on my own experience. And I'm looking forward to hearing the stories of audacity that just turned into tremendous things that God did in your lives in this year, 2022, and forward following after that. I hope that you have also subscribed to the podcast, okay? We're going up a little bit in our subscribers. We're trying to get 100, and we're almost there. Uh, Will you subscribe to the podcast and get us over that? Will you share this podcast with others You don't want to miss a single episode. And also, we're going to have some special Audacious Faith uh, events that are going to be coming up in 2022 as well. Be praying about that. We are in the planning stages at the moment, and I'm just so looking forward to what God is telling us and leading us to do as our community grows. On Facebook, we're at about 680 people strong. It's a great family, and we want to see that continue to grow more and more. So God bless you. I hope that you will contact me, uh, be informed, uh, you know, help me know some of the things that are going on in your life. I'd love to connect with you and you have an awesome day. This has been episode number 29 of the Audacious Faith podcast. God bless.